Welcome to the Wall Street Journal for Tuesday, June 6, 2017, from Audible. Today you'll hear these five stories. London terror strike shows low-tech attacks are harder to thwart. Why remote work can't be stopped. Not coming to America. A hardware update for the human brain. And virtual reality finally catches on with businesses. From the World section of the Wall Street Journal, London terror strike shows low-tech attacks are harder to thwart by Jenny Gross and Stephen Fiddler. As British intelligence officers pieced together how three attackers carried out Saturday's deadly rampage at London Bridge, counterterrorism chiefs will be trying to establish what went wrong with their strategy. After escaping mass casualty attacks for 12 years, the UK has suffered three in quick succession suggesting the authorities aren't able to stop low-tech improvised assaults carried out by individuals or small groups. Prime Minister Theresa May said the UK would review its strategy in light of the changing threat. The recent attacks in London, as well as in Stockholm and Nice, where perpetrators used vehicles to mow people down, illustrate the challenge of preventing relatively unsophisticated attacks, even when security services succeed in thwarting higher-level ones. Raffaello Pantucci, director of International Security Studies at the Royal United Services Institute, said it is too early to say what exact signs police and officials missed. In both the Manchester and the Westminster attacks, the perpetrators were known to intelligence agencies, but deemed not a serious enough threat to warrant high-level monitoring, underscoring the difficulty for agencies in determining whom to monitor amid a growing pool of extremists, he said. The number of people who are featuring on the fringes is only going to be bigger, Mr. Pantucci said. Clearly, resources are getting stretched. He said policymakers must rethink what they do with extremists. Should those convicted of lesser terrorism-related offenses be kept in jail for longer? What quantity of resources should be dedicated to focusing on them? Britain's domestic intelligence agency, MI5, has monitored 20,000 extremists in the past, a security official said after the Manchester attack last month. Keeping tabs on this many people is a struggle even for the UK, which has one of the most sophisticated intelligence agencies in the world. Intelligence agents and police have disrupted five credible plots since the Westminster attack in March, Mrs May said. There is some evidence that terrorists have regarded the UK as a harder target than continental European countries. Mohamed Abrini, one of the attackers involved in the Brussels bombings last year, when questioned by Belgian prosecutors, said his network hadn't planned an attack in the UK. England is more difficult to attack than other European countries, he said. I think England has a more developed secret service, better observation techniques, etc., he told investigators in April, according to a transcript read in court late last year. Unlike most other members of the European Union, which don't usually check people moving from one country to another, the UK also maintains border checks. Together with strict gun controls, that makes it harder for terrorists to buy undetected the kind of weaponry used in the November 2015 Paris attacks. But these advantages are less relevant to thwart self-starting individuals or small groups carrying out less sophisticated operations with everyday materials, such as vehicles and knives. Such people don't need to communicate with coordinators in the Middle East and are harder for the security services to flag, even if they are aware of their existence. Among the questions counterterrorism chiefs will be asking, therefore, will be how to widen their surveillance net and how to reduce the numbers of people at risk of carrying out attacks. Mrs. May said the solution requires more than strengthening the capabilities of intelligence agencies. She said a review would examine whether police and intelligence agencies had sufficient powers to deal with the threat and whether prison sentences should be extended for apparently less serious terrorism offenses. 
The UK must also become better at identifying and stamping out extremist Islamist ideology across society, she said. That will require some difficult and often embarrassing conversations, but the whole of our country needs to come together to take on this extremism, and we need to live our lives not in a series of separated, segregated communities, but as one truly united kingdom, she said. Some analysts said the government should invest more into PREVENT, its flagship program aimed at combating extremism. After the Manchester attack, the government said it would go ahead with plans to double down on PREVENT, which has faced criticism from Muslims and human rights groups for alienating Muslims, and from teachers for inhibiting a dialogue between teachers and pupils. The program legally requires teachers, healthcare workers, and other government employees to identify people they believe are vulnerable to radicalization so counselors can intervene. Alan Mendoza, executive director of the Henry Jackson Society, a think tank focused on countering terrorism, said the public sector in Britain needs to proactively embrace PREVENT and stop allowing others to undermine it. All communities and sections of British society will need to play their part in challenging extremism and speaking out against those engaged in the bad faith campaign to undermine counter-extremism efforts, he said. From the text section of the Wall Street Journal. Why Remote Work Can't Be Stopped, by Christopher Mims. When Dell recently surveyed its 110,000 employees about their work habits, it discovered something surprising. While only 17% of Dell's employees were formally authorized to work wherever they prefer, 58% were already working remotely at least one day a week. That's good news, says Steve Price, Chief Human Resources Officer at Dell. In 2013, the company had said it wanted half its employees to work remotely for at least part of their week, by 2020. In contrast, International Business Machines recently gave thousands of its home-based employees a choice.